Welcome back to another episode of Open Mic Podcast. On this week's episode, we are discussing everything data and how data matters in this digital age. Um, this episode is actually prompted by the Great Hack uh, documentary on Netflix that I recently watched. When I say recently, I meant I mean a long time ago, and I'm only just able to actually record this episode um, because, yeah, I just have been busy. But anyways, um, just before we go into it, there are a couple of things that I want you to consider. Just a couple of key points before we dive into the episode. Just five key points, right? Number one, do you think you can be manipulated, right? Number two, how much do you think your data is worth? Number three, are you aware that data is constantly being gathered on you? Number four, when was the last time you read a terms and condition document? And number five, did you know that data is now worth more than oil? Let that sink in for a second because the fact that data is not worth more than oil is, I guess, down to the to the age we're in, the digital age, it makes sense. But then again, it doesn't make sense at, at, at the same time because oil, data, oil, data, you can't live on data, but we need oil to survive. But maybe we don't with the way tech is flowing and at this rate. Uh, but yeah. Just consider those five key points, right? Consider those five key points and we'll revisit them at the end. And just let me know what you think at the end of the episode, right? So as I said, this episode was prompted by the documentary, The Great Hack on Netflix. And the irony behind the name, The Great Hack is it wasn't a hack. The information that was being utilized wasn't actually in any way shape or form hacked because the the whole definition of the word hack is sort of malicious intent in terms of your your sort of gaining access to information or access to a certain place without permission but the irony here is the data that was being utilized was freely given right and when i say freely given what it is, is there was a, a developer that created a, uh, an app on Facebook, right? It was a survey app that asks you multiple questions about yourself, about multiple things about yourself. And then it sort of tells you what your life is like or will be like. I can't really remember, but it's something along those lines, right? But the data that you would have ingested into this app, you gave willingly. So it wasn't a hack, right? You actually gave that data willingly. Um, and the data was then sold to Cambridge Analytica. The developer ended up sending the, selling the data to Cambridge Analytica. And after the documentary, the best way to describe, after watching the documentary, the best way to actually describe Cambridge Analytica would be um, a behavior change agency, right? Their aim is to sort of change how people behave or interact or whatever you may, you choose, right? They pretty much try to manipulate people and persuade people to look at the other side or not, not the other side, to look at the side that they want you to look at, right? And that's, that's just the, the best way to sort of describe 
Cambridge Analytica, I think anyways. But Cambridge Analytica came into this data and um, just before I even go into how they developed the, the algorithms and the models that they used to sort of analyze the data, the one thing that people didn't realize when filling out that form or uh, the survey um, was that the moment you filled out that survey, this now had access to all of your data on Facebook and your friend's data on Facebook. Whether they filled out the, the survey or not, this actually now had access to that, right? And that is kind of, I don't know, that's kind of psychotic. The fact that I fill out, I fill out a survey, you have no idea. Let's say you're my friend on Facebook. You have no idea that I filled out this survey. But down to the fact that you're my friend on survey, it's almost like collateral damage. You, your data is now part of the data that is being mined and being stored without your knowledge. And that is wild. And it's, it's a common thing. It's really common. A lot of these things happen on the daily basis, but the companies don't actually come out to announce it. Or if they do come out to announce it, it rarely gets this huge uh, press coverage as it only recently is being captured, even with things like GDPR that was only recently introduced, right? Um, there are companies that have had breaches that you wouldn't have heard of. As long as they report it to the commissioner, nothing necessarily needs to happen. They might get a fine, they might not get a fine. You never know, right? We're not aware of this, the everyday person, right? And that that, that is kind of like, whoa, pause like pause there for a second. The fact that my data could be hacked into and you're not going to let me know. Ah, I don't know. That that should that should be worrying, but it really isn't. But anyways, when you think about it that way, think about how much data this person now has access to. Just through you, one person, and then imagine let's say you have 200 friends, right? Well, you fill out that survey. Now he has access to 201 people's data. And I'm not sure if it, if it even extended from the fact that he now has access to the friends, if it extends to the other friends of that friend. When you think about, about that way, it's just like, okay, hold on. How did Facebook let this happen? Why was that loophole in their system? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You, you would expect a company like, like, like Facebook to have been aware to have um, done a lot of quality assurance to make sure that their platform and the API that they're giving out to developers is quite secure because at the end of the day, it's people's data that you're playing with at this stage, right? But a lot of people will come up with the argument of, well, it's a free platform. What do you expect? Yeah, you know, you, nothing is really free, blah, blah, blah. I understand that, but the, the whole the whole thing is at least make the people aware, right? Because that's that's the one thing. They they're they're using the fact that people are ignorant and people are not as well educated on this thing as almost like their excuse. Well you didn't read the terms and conditions, very rare, rare, rare. Yes, that's a good um defense, but is it really? Is it really? So these are all things that you just have to consider right 
But anyways, just to go back on topic, Cambridge Analytica ended up with this amazing piece of data that is just there, juicy, and they can utilize in any capability that they decide, right? And what Cambridge Analytica did is they developed, they used AI and machine learning, uh, excuse me, to analyze the data, which then, excuse me, uh, which then actually lets them know the individual to to a very, very specific and very, very refined level where they pretty much now know what triggers you. And the fact that they know what triggers you and the fact that they now know how to communicate with you in the optimum way to get you to actually look at their side of the story, they can pretty much now bombard you with propaganda right this is where you can then like think of this tool that they've built as nearly a weapon because it's it's almost like um the word for it is psychographics right and at that stage it's a weapon it's actually a weapon it's a weapons grade communication tactic that they've been that they're utilizing right and in some cases it is quite illegal uh, without permission of the government, but if the government is in on it, hey, it is what it is, right? But it is quite it, it is quite um, tactical in the sense of what they built and how they built it. Um, and anyways, so what they do is they build this thing. They find people on the fence of a decision. They don't just go to anybody, right? Because there are certain people that are always going to vote left. There are certain people that are always going to vote right. And at the end of the day, it's the people in the middle that sort of decides where the election goes or whatever the case may be, right? So what they do is they find people in the middle and then down to the fact that they know how to sway you, they know how to trigger you, they bombard you with these pieces of information that they've actually created. And you see these things over and over and over and over and over. And all of a sudden, you are now leaning towards that side. And that's pretty much how they did what they did, right? So they did this and they'll relentlessly bombard you. And what they did then is they would refine this tech they have built, right? So they would initially test it in the third world country and developing countries. They would test it out there, see how it performs and then tweak it some more, use it on a different campaign. So they, they, mainly used it on election campaigns and things like that right so there was a case on in in trinidad and tobago uh, where the the two main parties in the country there's the indian party and then there's the uh african afro latin i guess you will i guess the afro afro caribbean party right the indian party and the afro caribbean party so the Indian party go to Cambridge Analytica and say, yo, listen, uh, we want to win this election. How do we go about winning this election, right? Uh, what they do is they pretty much created a campaign that was or oh, revolt against the government, revolt against politics, and they targeted youths, right? They targeted all youths, not just uh, blacks or Indians. They targeted everybody and made it seem like everybody was in on this right and down to the fact that unfortunately in afro curb <laughs> just us as africans we don't necessarily have um 
as much i don't know i don't know what the word is i don't want to say use the wrong word but with indians uh they never want to actually disappoint their parents that's sort of the culture in india while on our side it it, it isn't as prevalent as it would be in india so with something like this, with the campaign of revolt against the government, revolt against politics, revolt against voting and things like that, what you then get is at election date or election day, rather, the Indians will go out to vote. The Indian children, the Indian youth, they will actually go out to vote. And guess what party they will be voting for? For the Indian party. And the black youths and the Afro-Caribbean youths, guess what's happening they are actually not going to vote and down to the fact that they know that due to the data they've actually collected guess who won the, the election the indian party and obviously people are going to deny the fact that they actually utilized this blah 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 but it's actually well known that they did actually um utilize this to to a very very extent degree in multiple countries they did experiments in nigeria as well they did experiments in uh, I believe Thailand and just multiple countries where they were pretty much refining their algorithm to get this super duper algorithm that they then used for Brexit, which they are still denying, right? But it was used in Brexit and the big one was the Trump election um, of 2016, right? They used that in the Trump election for 2016. And we know how that went down with, with how that election resulted in trump victory just down to the fact that apart from uh people not wanting to actually just come together and have a simple discussion neither side was even listening but that's a different topic that's that's a different discussion altogether but the main thing that i wanted to touch on is pretty much why you should care about your data privacy why you should care about your internet privacy as a whole right because at the end of the day it is your data that is living on these various platforms and your data actually has value. And that's one thing. I don't know why people don't realize uh, or maybe people are too nonchalant about is the fact that or oh, because they give you a discount code here and there, you're fine with that. But in, re in reality, that the amount your data is worth to what they give you when you weigh the two against each other it's greatly outmatched right it's totally greatly outmatched because they're giving you uh 20 here 20 there a majority of that 20 here and there it's not necessarily because it's it's probably just down to a promo a marketing campaign that's going on that yes you stumble upon but it isn't your data that necessarily creates that value because if your data was creating that value, trust me, you would probably be getting more than 20% off. But a couple of things, um, the, people, the way people, I think, think about it is, oh, I have nothing to hide, blah, blah, blah. I read this particular uh, quote online. It says something along the lines of, uh, don't confuse privacy with secrecy. I know what you do in the bathroom, but you still close the door. That's because you want privacy and not secrecy. And when you think about it that way, yes, everybody's using the internet, the internet, everybody's using these various social apps. We all know what, do, what we're doing. We're liking things, we're retweeting things um, because that is what you're doing. We all know what we're doing, but at the end of the day, you still want that 
hate piece of information to be private. People might be liking explicit content, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they want that to be out in public. Like when you think about it that way, you should actually give a fuck. You should totally give a fuck. The same way you have a passcode on your phone and it's not like you're giving anybody your phone to go through your messages or to go through your phone. That's the same thing. Like if you didn't if you didn't actually have anything to hide, yeah, then give your phone to someone. Give your phone to whoever. But that's one part of the conversation, right? Uh the, the other part as well is like once your private life is out in the open and it's taken out of context, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all in various group chats where we're talking about and joking about sensitive or sensitive things, for instance, right? And like, for instance, I'm, I'm, I personally, I'm in a chat where, where we have discussions and we're like, this group chat can never be exposed because obviously you're in a safe space where you're having well what you perceive as a safe space and you're having this conversation with people that you feel um you feel like you can have these conversations with and all of a sudden it's taken out of context it's taken it's taken um it's taken it's taken uh a, a different way by someone else right and now that is then used against you but when that conversation was being held, it was all like innocent. It wasn't, it was a joke, but then now that joke is being used against you. You see what I mean? You should give a fuck because that's what could actually end up happening. The other part is, your, as I said, your information does have value. The likes of Facebook, Twitter, Google, they allow us to upload all these pieces of information onto their service for free, right? And the one question you have to ask yourself um, is what's the price? Because there is a price somewhere, right? There is definitely a price somewhere. And what the price is, they end up selling your data to advertisers uh, without you asking you. Because there, I don't think there's a, I've never been asked personally, I've never seen a pop-up that says, oh, would you like your data to be sold to um, uh, scooters, blah, blah, blah. Because all of a sudden, Scooter have access to my feed. Why does Scooter, whatever, have access to my feed? Because my information was sold to them, and now they can target me personally, right? But they never actually ask you that information. And why Why isn't that... Why They never ask you that question, rather. And why isn't that question being asked? Because when you think about it, if I came to you and, I, and said, you know what, I'm going to ask you 100 personal questions, and the, the answers you didn't give me, I'm going to go sell. Would you still go ahead and answer those questions? You'll probably not answer those questions. So, like, why are we so blasé with the information we give these um, tech tech companies? I don't want to make any money from it. But at the end of the day, it is it is per, it is a personal decision. Some people are happy with the the freedom that they gain from just being being able to utilize the platform, and some people actually see the other side of it of um i want to actually get a piece a piece of the of the money you're making from my data um there are a couple of companies that come out that are trying to do uh things like make your money uh, own your data uh, uh make money off of your data one of the companies that i actually noticed is a company called data c i believe d-a-t d-a-t-a-c-y dot com they actually have well, what they're, they're aiming to do is to build a platform that actually um, gathers data 
like all of the other uh, platforms will do so you pretty much integrate it into your browser and into your apps and they pretty much track everything like it already is it is like it already is already being tracked by the various um companies and pretty much have a dashboard collect all the data show you how much data that they've gathered on you whether it is kilobytes megabytes or gigabytes and then you then decide whether you want to sell it or not which is why i think we should all be aiming for where it's it's almost like yes you have this i I've, I've i've gathered this much data on myself whether it is through my interaction with certain hashtags certain posts or whatever and now i get to decide i see how much that data is worth to each bidder and then i click a button you know what yeah I'm, I'm, I need this money, I'm going to sell my data. And you click a button and you sell your data and get the money, right? I think that's where we should be aiming for personally, uh, because at the end of the day, if this is now a trillion dollar, like I'm not saying billion, a trillion dollar business, why the fuck shouldn't you want to want a piece of that? Again, that's my take on it. Uh, let me know what your takes on it. Uh, use the hashtag open my podcast and just, just to round up, right? Remember the five things I said at the start, right? Just to bring it full circle. Can you be manipulated? If you said no, you're shitting yourself. You're absolutely shitting yourself because you can totally, anybody in this day and age can totally be manipulated with the right information. You can totally be manipulated with the right information. Um, how much do you think your data is worth? As I said, I'll tell you how to get that. There's a company, DataC, DataC.com. Check that out. See if you want to. But then again, that's another company you're giving your data. So you you have to make that decision on your own. Um, are you aware data is, is constantly being gathered on you? Like when you think about it, right? Um, even on your phone, the first thing in the morning when you pick up your phone if you um open up i don't know what that screen is called the screen where you can see the multiple apps excuse me it actually shows you says at the bottom this is an iphone users anyway but at the bottom it will tell you your most frequently used app and say oh good morning the app name and it's just almost like geez like like yes it's for convenience but like damn like these companies have built these things in such a subtle way that no matter what state you're in info can always be gathered right whether you whether you believe it or not info can totally be gathered on just how you 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 utilize your phone like even with things like screen time tell even when you're not using your phone it's aware or you're not using your phone Oh, you don't use your phone between x and x and uh and y uh time during the day now they know okay if he's not using their phone if he's not using the phone during this day maybe we shouldn't post uh we shouldn't target him with this post during those times but target him during this post at this time when he's actually more active on his phone do you know what i mean it's just wild it's just fucking wild uh when was the last time you read a terms and condition document to be honest, I ain't gonna lie to you. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? Nobody has time. Um, that I did, I did a thread, uh, not too long ago. That actually, there's the companies out there that actually break down terms and condition, uh, document into digestible bytes, 
so you can actually understand and know what is going on so you're aware before you actually click accept but to be honest even with that due to ignorance people still wouldn't even read that because if you say no you're not going to get access right so you're just going to click yes anyways and the, the last thing was data being worth more than oil that is still fucking mind blowing to me personally the fact that data is not worth more than oil that should be scary right that totally should be scary and like just just to to bring it back to the whole trillion dollar uh business that data really is now to be honest um if if, if you even have a newsletter and you have a database of unique users somebody is going to pay for that information right let me just i i don't know let me just like for instance right i'll just give you a, a quick example if you will right uh afro nation that happened in portugal uh in august you can imagine the size of the database that they now have in terms of newsletter email and people's first names last name and their email address that they now have that is valuable information to the highest bidder will you be cool if they sold that data to whatever company just to target you with some ad if you're cool with that that's fine if you're not cool with that then yeah that's something for you to consider right uh and in closing um a couple of questions just just for you to consider again do you think data rights should be a fundamental right if you say no fuck you because things like gdpr wouldn't exist if it shouldn't be a fundamental right but as i said this is just me rambling on about data and all the multiple things that i've actually just gathered from doing research and just being in that field um let me know what you think use the hashtag open my podcast if you want more episodes like this where it's just uh around particular topics let me know let me know what topic you want me to cover next and i'll actually do 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 due diligence and actually do an investigation before i come and speak or whatever it is um as always it's been dial on the pod uh, thank you and i hope you absolutely enjoyed this episode don't forget use the hashtag and make sure to follow like subscribe all of that good shit and use the hashtag open my podcast.